0: Thank you for listening to or watching the Upland Down Under podcast. Tonight's show is recording live on Wednesday, the 15th of November at 7.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Steve Irwin Day, I believe, today. On tonight's show, we'll catch up on some crypto and Upland market news. We'll check in on the November Neighbourhood Ratings updates, London expansion collection reveal, of course, including including a brief look into the king of collection speculation, the one and only human Sim, a.k.a. Banana, Have a bit of a look at what he's got going on. There's also a new NFL PA team fan score leaderboard. We're still waiting for Totems Chapter 4 to drop. Expecting that sometime very soon. And um, there was a bit of a chatter today, and maybe it was yesterday it kicked off, but it was definitely all happening this morning about the potential copyright infringement pitfalls of UGC, user-generated content. So touch on that a bit. Uh, The main topic for this evening... Will be the new campaign that I've got underway for Summer Aquatics to go global. A recent move from which my UPX balance is still in shock over. What does going global mean for the brand and potentially other UGC map asset creators? Well, you're just going to have to stick around to find out. Also got two quips on treasure hunting. Wasn't that um? Didn't that create a bit of a stir? The old changes to treasure hunting. Uh, We've got a third quips on city releases. Uh, We've also got Metaverse, AI, NFT, blockchain, crypto, Web3, gaming, and meat Sudiverse news to cover. And, of course, there's some more summer aquatics and map assets to give away to both our live participants and our watchers listeners from last week. No UPX prizes this week. Uh, More on that later. All that more on this, the Upland Down Under podcast. If you're wondering how you can take part in the live recordings of this very podcast, I drop the link to the Zoom every Wednesday night at about 15 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time in the NBA server. We're getting kicked off early today. I'm actually organised for once. Uh, a bit of a shameless plug again this week. Let me just bring that up. So if you didn't catch it last week or if you haven't seen me spamming it here, there and everywhere... Um, This week's show is once again brought to you by Samurai Aquatics, one of the premier and original destinations for upland UGC map assets. For a limited time only, this November and December, we'll be offering the magnificent Samurai Slay for just 29,000 UPX or 25 USD. Uh, They've been getting gobbled up pretty quick. Uh, The Love Heart Jacuzzi is available for $12 USD. That's a USD only item, or you can win them on this show. Uh, these hot new items and many more are now available in our San Francisco and Los Angeles showrooms. And finally, the really big one relative to what's got coming up for end of year events, we've got the full set of five Christmas spirals now at an exceptional value of 90,000 UPX for all five after fees. So that includes all the fees, or 75 USD. Remember, for those, you have to send me a DM Send Ben68 a DM to reserve the set of spirals because I have to set them up especially just for you. Um, It's bunch of, a whole bunch of showrooms you can pick from or you can, of course, send legit burner swaps through as well. That's always an option. So that's it for that. Moving on. Now, I didn't do a – um. well, that's probably why i got so much time. I didn't do a, an AI-generated script for the market news, so you're back to just me. Running my mouth off, making it up as I go along. So I haven't even really looked at these aside from patching in before. Thank you again to Swally who sent through some of the city data. What's happening in the global crypto market cap? We're up nearly another 3%. Now 1.37 trillion, looking very healthy. Um, Interestingly enough, Bitcoin dominance has dropped by 2%, getting back down to the 50% mark. Fear and greed index, still chugging away there. was... In the greed, 73 last week down to 71. Um, Bitcoin dominance dropping. And if I look over at the coins, there's a lot of green on the shitey coins. So people pulling out of Bitcoin to hedge their bets and do a bit of speculative investing on the other coins. Bitcoin's very similar to last week was 35,229 last week, 35,582 this week. Ethereum's up 5.4%, flirting with the 2K. Wax engine ripple all down between 2 and 4 and 7%. Solana, look at that, 25% off the back of massive games last week as well. Was $43 last week, now over $57. Oh, mama, that's that gets to the point where I better start looking at my bag and see if I'm going to take some old properties on that one. I'll have to check when I bought them because you've got to make sure that I've held all of those for at least a full year. Otherwise, tax man just eats you alive in Australia with the capital gains tax. So, uh I've said Solana. EOS, not much of a boost there. 1.6% was 69 cents last week up to 70. Mm, that might be one where I just might have a look at my bag there and I'll check those stats on the last couple of weeks. It doesn't appear to have moved. I thought it was flirting with 50 cents. Uh, I guess it's moved a touch. Polygon also big gains up 18.8%, pushing back towards a dollar from 77 cents last week. Cardano up a fraction. Trons, it was down last week, back up 6% this week. Back over a penny. Um, flow up a little bit avalanche that's kind of in the same ballpark as Solana I might have to have a look at that up 28.7% from last week was $12 and changed last week now flirting with $18 Shibinu up 3% and Gala also pushing up nearly 8% that's, that's looking pretty good on some of those definitely gonna definitely gonna have a look in at maybe potentially pulling out some profits there Anyhow, what's happening in Upland? 90 average transaction volume, nice to see green on both of these, up 1.6% on the, you know, on the transaction volume, uh, 34 million UPX transacted there, 90-day average trading volume. That has been slip-sliding away in the red little increments. Uh, it's good to see that turnaround, up 1%, 1% exactly from last week. Unique active wallets down 3.2% from last week was 55,970 down to 54,240. Total unminted properties, we're still over the 300k range, was 316,000 roughly last week, now 311. Um, and so what do we have? 4,000 minted through the week. Percentage of properties still minted, I actually didn't check that, but it's been 92% for so long. I guess it's probably still 92%. Right, cities. First thing straight away we'll talk about is the what does the green and the red mean here? That's kind of my code to myself. As somebody who dabbles in buying for UPX to sell for USD, the one in green in the dark green, which is Detroit, and the other two, London. It wasn't that long ago. London was the red. London and Queens. They're currently your best bet for buying for UPX and selling for USD. On the flip side, San Francisco, currently your worst bet for doing that followed by Rutherford and Porto although as I always say if you're on the flip side if you're buying for USD to flip for upX currently San Francisco is your best bets what's the numbers happening there not a lot happening at the top end Birmingham twelve point six percent boost on the USD three dollars forty last week up to three dollars eighty nine now I th- I think I just caught in general before. I think I might've been Radishhead or somebody mentioned that there's only like three unminted properties in Birmingham, FSAs or something. So there's something going there. Something going on there. Bronx is also up on the UPX, was, uh, sorry, on the USD, down on the UPX. So it's probably a case of um, USD flippers there I'd imagine. Um, pretty flat everywhere else from there. Although yeah, look at London, wow. After the surprise city expansion, we've gone from twenty thousand UPX price last week down another fourteen percent, down to seventeen dollars. Oh, sorry, seventeen thousand five hundred. And the USD price absolutely flogged, flogged a bits, Was sixteen dollars ninety now down a whopping seventy seven percent to nine dollars fifty five. Holy. So it just goes to show you should, um, not financial advice, doing your research, but putting all your eggs into a new city basket, probably not a good call, especially when we do know that cities like London and Tokyo, they haven't been released as full cities. Multiple expansions are undoubtedly on the way, which just completely trashes those secondary markets. So yeah, wow, 77%. On the flip side, LA's... Still creeping away from that $3 floor, up 11.7% on the USD. Now $3.68. Manhattan down on the UPX, up on the USD. Not a lot of movement there, really. Although $29 up from 27 that's pretty good. Um, Nashville up 10% on the UPX. And what else? Porto up on the UPX, down on the USD. And at the floor there, $3. So some flippage happening there. Rather for down 13.3% on the USD. Uh, San Francisco, yeah, getting smashed there. Um, although it's up on the UPX, it is down down to that $7 range again on the USD. So down 11% from last week. And so if if the floor snapshot was taken at seven, there's undoubtedly under $7 ones that pop up from time to time. So if you want to get in on San Francisco and you missed out on that little event that we had, um, still plenty of opportunities to get in there. Pretty cheaply. Um, Santa Clara down 12.8% on the UPX was flirting with 40,000 UPX. Well, that was my price there. 39,468 last week down to 35,000. That's interesting. I put a bunch up a couple of days ago. So I guess somebody's undercut me on the market. I have to go and take a look at that. And what else? Not much. Pretty flat in Tokyo as well. Although I think um, London is a very good indication of what's to come in Tokyo. Currently, 29,000 UPX and $13.75 if you drop 77% there whew, yeah you're looking at some pretty low numbers although comparatively I seem to recall that Tokyo was a bit more expensive than London but maybe not so that's market news um didn't miss anything in chat already so November, neighbourhood rating. So last week we had, I believe, it was Midtown Terrace barely holding out from Holliswood. I should have just kept screen share on that because it's the same thing. So Holliswood and Midtown Terrace are currently neck and neck, 13.274, although as predicted, Greenwich Village is screaming up the charts now in third place at 13.190. Prayer, Dave Banderas is still there. Sherwood Forest is there. Merced Mariner, they're all big, big nodes. Quail Wood rocketing up as well. Downtown, South of Market, Dog Patch. And then you've got a few other ones as well. But yes, very interesting to see how this plays out. Because yeah, there is a big push at the moment with Greenwich Village. Don't really know what Radish has got going on at Holliswood, but it's obviously something. And Midtown Terrace, I just did – I redid a couple of builds there, which boosted our score temporarily, and then it dropped down a couple of points after that. So it's been kind of interesting to see how how that whole thing plays with it. I just, still don't think – probably nobody except Rodrigo, who's part of had really has a, a handle on how you know, that's all best played with. But, um, yeah, I expect the Manhattan crew – might just pip us at the post for that one. Have to wait and see. There's your first wait and see. Have a drink. So, yes, the big um, event through the week, I suppose, apart from treasure hunting getting axed, which was monumental. Now, I'm not a treasure hunter myself, so if I was to gab on about that, I'd be literally talking straight out of my ass. I'll make Swali, of course, very disappointed with the news. Um, as somebody who's gone in, all in on treasure hunting and webs and whatnot, i um, I guess he'll be waiting to see when that can be addressed and we can get web-based treasure hunting back up and running hopefully soon. The few always spoil it for the many, unfortunately. But, yes, we did have the London City Expansion, as we said in the market news. So I did get up at MoFo AM. Um, I thought it was weird, this one. I thought it was 3 o'clock was the... 9am PT release time for me, so I figured I'd get up at 2:40am, and that'd give me enough time to, you know, get myself set up, situated, ready to go. This, that, the other thing. But we didn't actually get the. We got the five minute warning at 9am PT, which was, I I thought they moved on from that. I thought we were getting the five minute warning prior to that, and then at 9am PT it all kicked off. Um, so whatever it was, eventually we got we got it come through. So we had neighbourhoods, Brompton and Hanstown, Campton and Chelsea Riverside Streets, Kensington, High Street, Kings Road and Portobello Road. Yes, yes, yes. So The first thing that stood out to me when I looked at the announcement in Upland, I was like, well, what's the bloody rarities on these? Don't they usually always state the rarities? Because I'm thinking, well, I got up because I want to get some collection properties to help boost my dividends. But if if the neighbourhoods are... If the neighbourhoods were all limiteds, well, I wasn't going to bother getting them, limiteds or standards. So I wasn't going to bother, but but I don't know. So I had to do a bit of clickety-clacking around and eventually found out that Camden was an exclusive. So that's what I personally set my sights on. Um, all the streets, of course, I believe they were all gobbled up. Uh, now, there was people... Shout out, I saw to guinea pig girl, I believe. She got caught out. It might have been Portobello Roads or Kings Roads or one one of those where she had her properties up for sale and kind of forgot about it for the collection release. And somebody, some lucky person, just gobbled them all up. So, you know, Upland puts the warning out there. Plenty of the broadcasters, myself included, put the warning out there. Heaps of people in the community put it out there. If you don't want to lose potential collection properties, yeah, don't put them up for sale or put them up for sale at a price you'd be happy with if they sold at an ultra rare price. So yeah, pretty um, dodged that one. You'd be a bit disappointed if you woke up and went and thought, oh yeah, I've got properties there and zoinks, no, you check your messages and they're all gone skis. So I believe, yes. So I'll do a bit of a... Bit of a snapshot into why, what I got. I was only after that um, that exclusive collection. So I saw there was a bunch of properties in this one area. So I went all in on that, made sure I was right in the area to grab them as soon as it went green. And I grabbed a set of three there, I believe. It was quite expensive. It was 2.1 mil or something crazy. But that um, added another 55,000 UPX a month to my dividend. So of course, they're long-term HODL ones, those ones. Because with the amount of properties I've been selling, my dividend rate has been getting smashed around. So what does that leave us left for collection properties in London over on here at UPXLand.me, which has had a bit of an overhaul on mobile. I perhaps I um, need to clear my cookies or something, but it looks like the same old same old on my laptop. But I know it's definitely had an overhaul on my phone. So currently there, I've got Chelsea Riverside there, but I believe that's all minted out. There are properties still available in Campton and Brompton and Hanstown, but you're going to have to have some pretty deep pockets. Uh, There's swags and swags and swags in Brompton and Hanstown. Currently the floor there or to mint a set there is what you got there? 180, 195,000 UPX to get a set there. And then of course, if we go descending, then, you're looking at the, the um Camtons, if you want to get a set over there, then it gets way more expensive. I had a look before, I think they're seven hundred K or something. Let's see if UBX World can come through with the goods. No, I know that's still Brampton. So there's still some big ones there. I didn't go for the limited myself. I'm trying to trying to restrict my FOMO to at least exclusives or if the off chance to get a rare comes in a rare collection so yeah, you can still pick up a healthy healthy set of bromptons there Seven hundred fifty-three thousand upx 600 hmm. when do the first camden's kick in there we go camden 300k so you can get a get a very nice set of camden's there for a mil. and then i believe yeah there's still a few there down to the 200 260k 200 hmm. there's still plenty available hmm. Heaps, actually. Come to come to have a look at it. So, yeah, you can still pick them up for around the 180K mark each. That's pretty good. So if you happen to get yourself some collections, good on you. And Lily's in. Hey, Lily. I said before we got kicked off, no swallow this week, so I'm going to be extra gas baggy. So if at any stage you want to jump in and slap me, please do so. So I mentioned at the top that um, one person in particular seemed to do very well with the collection reveal and that was old mate Banana or the human sim. Now, he shared this image at the collection reveal. I saw this pop up in general, so I'm sure I'm at liberty to share it here. So this is from his um, one of the guides he puts out ahead of the collection reveal and Portobello Road, he nailed that one. Um, Campton, he's got the rarities there mixed up, but he's got that. Brompton and Hansdown got that. Kings Road got that. Chelsea Riverside got that. Um, Kensington High Street, that rings a bell too. I don't remember from the first stage. So yes, um, Banana's done exceptionally well there. So if you manage to get hold of the Banana Man's Guides... Good on you. I think that probably worked out very well for you in the end if you followed through with it. Now, he does have a website for this. And forgive me, human, if I get this mixed up, but I believe these go for 15,000 UPX. Does that sound right? Maybe Lily might know. She can correct me in chat, which I can't see at the moment. So, yes. So, this is HSBS Upland Minting. My gosh, banana. What a horrible, what a horrible bloody... Link. Minting. Anyway, links in the description. Go and check it out. So him and Sim, Banana Stim. Um, he offers minting guides there. And yes, very, very reasonably priced. And he does a lot of research for these. I believe um Analytic Assassins, Des Jack, they they put out a good guide as well. Um, no, it is sorry. Yeah. So yes, make sure if you if you are somebody who wants to go all in on the collection FOMO speculation, well, it just may very well be worth you. Investing in either Human Sim or um, the anal- any Analytical Assassins. Try and say that 10 times fast. Some of the documents that they put out there. Good on you if you did well there. Um, what else is happening in Upland? Not a whole lot, really. Um, we do have a new NFLPA fan score leaderboard challenge thingy. If you're all in on the NFLPA, I guess that's cool. What do we got? Patagu 1989. Good on you. Smashing it there, 109,000. Oh, my team's still up there. few names I recognize there. What do they actually win here? If you're among the top 10 players on any NFLPA team fans for leaderboard, you're in for a treat. Oh, yeah? You'll receive a week one and week two memento from the team you ranked in the top 10 for. Okay. Memento. I guess that's kind of cool. So other than that, there's not a, lot, a great deal happening, which, you know, that leads us to think, well, what might be cooking? Because Upland's not one to sit on their laurels and do nothing. There's stuff cooking for sure. We do know that the Totem Revealed Chapter 4 is imminent, dare we say. Um, I saw Omni Force put a tweet out there uh, Might have been early this morning, my time. So they're kind of hyping up what they got going on Upland as well within their community. There was a good uh, thread tweet they put together. Um, I did see the X NFT project, you know, the shooty gun one. They're putting tweets out there, kind of promoting Upland as well. So no idea when all that stuff's going to drop, but hopefully sooner rather than later. Still plenty of speculation around for Tokyo expansions and who knows what else. So when there's not a lot going on in the grand scheme of things, there's usually always a fair bit going on in the general community. And that was no different this morning. There was um, quite a lengthy discussion actually that started, might have started a day or two ago. I kind of just got caught up on it this morning as I was getting ready for work. And it was about some um, UGC content creation and, utilizing some of the kind of just downright incredible technologies that are out there as far as being able to scan in real life objects and pretty much just port them over at incredible detail and turn those into UGC map assets. Um, Lily, myself, um, there's a whole bunch of people got involved in a conversation about the potential pitfalls of that and, um, it's it's a grey area, but it's it's not a grey area. Like you can't just you can't just go get something from the shop and scan it and then just sell that digital replication as an asset. You just can't do it. There's somebody designed it. There's copyright infringement laws there. Um, I mentioned in that chat that uh, I've nearly been caught out a couple of times using uh, what have I used? Um, kind of i used it to create the mba logo actually it's like automatically turn your text into a curved thing so it says free for use commercial use is okay blah 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 but if you look at the fine print there's there is a clause in there that cannot be used for digitally like you can't use it to create print on demand projects or like obviously i've used that and i'm using it on the you know, the NBA discord server, but I couldn't create merch from that. If I was to create merch from that, I'd be in a potentially a world of trouble. So yeah, you, you always got to read the fine print. Don't just take it. Even if it says free for commercial use, you have to dive into the fine print because more often than not, there's a clause there. Um, Lily, I don't know. Did you want to speak to that whole process? I think it was quite the roller coaster we all went on through there with um, certain individuals seem like they're having a good old time just trolling daylights out of some people.
1: Yeah. Um, I think it, it's fairly clear. Um, and it doesn't matter whether you bring digital or anything into it. If you didn't design it, you can't make money from it. Full stop. And sooner or later, copyright law will catch up to NFTs and digital assets. I mean, they did digital assets a long time ago, Um and the core was, if you're if you didn't design it, you can't make money from it. So you can do fan art, you can design it from something that you can see, so replicate it basically, and for your own use. But you can't sell it or give it away. The minute you do, it's for profit.
0: Yep. Yeah, and it's kind of it's the more advanced these kind of tools get. Um, the greater the temptation is going to be there for people who perhaps don't have the 3D skill set to do it themselves. I mean, the capabilities of what they can do is quite mind-boggling. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, the chances of getting found out and sued, yeah, sure, it's, it is slim probably, but um, I think it might have been you, was it, where you said, well, there's the moral obligation as well to, to you know, to consider.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's not moral to replicate somebody else's piece of
0: art. Yeah.
1: Um, if you had a piece of art and somebody did that to you and you found out about it and you didn't have a lawyer or the money to use a lawyer to, you know, get that back, you know, you'd be really, really upset. And let's face it, most artists don't have lawyers because they don't have money.
0: Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah it actually happened to me and it's you it just made me think of that now actually um it happened to me geez it have to be maybe 15 years ago i for a mobile game that i was a mad fan of i'd create a community we used to do like um competitions and this that and the other thing um the stickman golf series now i created a bunch of guides there like you know, if you zoomed in at the, and I took a screenshot, you know, if you put it at angle this and so much pressure this, well, that's how you get a holy in one, blah, blah, blah. I spent like months and months and months putting this guide together on what was essentially back in the old forum days. And somebody took all of that and made an app out of it. So, yeah. Yeah. So I... It's it's insulting. Yeah, I was furious. I contacted Apple and they were basically, basically like, meh. What are you going to do? I couldn't believe it. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty sad. Yes. So, Cernes4 said in chat, Upland stock cars have the Shell logo and a recent wearable has a Harley Davidson style logo. Yes, the Upland, what was it? The London uh, Rebel one or something like that. Um, Would be very curious if Upland added these partners with licensing agreements due to copyright trademark concerns. Yeah, well, I mean... You would think that the stock car shell logo, that would probably transfer from that series. But yeah, that's um, the back of that shirt where it has, it's essentially the Harley Davidson logo and they've just replaced it with um, Upland words. If they haven't got clearance for that, that's Upland themselves doing that, which is, wow, that's next level sketchy. I Like Upland has lawyers that they've got to be all over this stuff, surely.
1: Well, it is still a grey area and, you know, people say, oh, but it's not enforceable. It is enforceable if somebody really wants to. I mean, it depends on how much money they've got behind them to throw at it is really all it comes down to because, you know, if you're a corporation and, I mean, it's happened before, like people have have ripped off shoe brands digitally and ended up being in a whole lot of trouble uh, the same thing happens for anything um it's not worth losing your house over
0: no definitely not um there's actually we've got uh, one of the articles we're going to cover for the web3 news it's pretty much bang on this topic so yeah um that logo on the back of that jacket yeah if upland hasn't got approval for that um maybe they'll get away with it but i think that just sets a really bad precedent so who knows? Maybe that's a hint that we're going to have a motorcycle partnership and we're all going to be zooming around racetracks on motorbikes or something at some stage soon. We'll just have to wait and see. There's your second one. Have another drink. So, yes, that's all that's happening there. Um, I, there it was a very lengthy discussion. I'll put, the, I'll put a link in the description to kind of the start of that discussion if you did want to go and check it out yourself. Um, you will need a drink because it was quite lengthy. So that's about all that's that I've seen happening. Anything else on anybody else's radar as far as what's going on in the wider upland space? Did I miss anything? Um, unless you wanted, did you want to speak to Treasure Hunting Lily? I kind of just kind of fobbed over it because I'm not a treasure hunter myself.
1: Oh, the whole the fact that it's now only on the app. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I don't use – well, okay. I didn't use the app because I can't use my phone to do things like that because it's just too small. Yep. It's not that it's not good quality. It's just too small. Even though I can see, I feel like I can't see. Mm. So I, I don't use my phone for, you know, anything web-related except for banking. Yep. Um, I don't even – unless I'm in dire straits at a store wanting to Google something about a product – Other than that, I I won't use it for things like that. But, yeah, so they stopped it and everybody's up in arms and upset. I downloaded it to a tablet that I have. I've got a, a Samsung tablet and I've done a few hunts. It's not too bad. I'm sure I could get used to it. But, you know, the thing is a lot of the same people were also the people screaming, there are cheaters, there are cheaters, there are cheaters. Yeah, you can't have it both ways. You can't ask them to fix it yeah. and, you know, then say, oh, no, bring back the web. Like they, they took it away so they can fix it.
0: Yeah. And you just
1: have to give them some time.
0: Yeah, it's careful what you wish for. But, yeah, it's it's fully understandable to think, well, they've just thrown the baby out with the bathwater on this one. But maybe, you know, as you all always say, we can't know what they know. So maybe they saw something, you know, there, that they had to act immediately on. Um, yeah, so. Yeah. Undes- understandable, been, but hopefully they fixed it.
1: It has always been a mobile first app. Yeah. I've always said that. So the fact that we could hunt and do things on the web that, you know, they couldn't do on the app was like, because we can buy an USD, but you can't do that inside the app, yep. you know, and we have bigger screens to hunt. So that was benefiting us. Um, especially if you've got a bigger, you know, fast computer, um, but I don't know. It's it's a no,
0: you, they can't win, can they? Yeah, like, no matter what, they can't win. Yeah, there was um, there was a couple of nights ago. I I could see the the upland general was kind of starting to become a bit of a an s storm about it, and I tried to op, offer a bit of you know historical perspective up. Upland has always made changes to treasure hunting since it first became available. They've always adapted it, changed it. Um, What treasure hunting looked like three weeks ago is very different to what, what it looked like when it first came out. So yeah. And what's, what's Lisa said in chat here? I like that. So now that they have axed it on the web and it's only available on the app, they can bring back those mid red arrows. That would be a nice olive branch to ease some of the drama if they were to put that back in. on It would. It very much would. But as Caesar said, I don't think they're going to do it. Yes. It it would be nice if they had to come out the gate and said, you know, hey, um, this is what's happening. We're shutting it down on web. However, we're putting the the mid-red arrows back on the mobile version. Away you go. That would have... Eased a little bit of the butter.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, people who get upset about things sometimes just need to let it sit for a while and, and sink in because, you know, sometimes they get too vocal when they should be getting vocal at their screen with a mute button on.
0: Yes. <laughs> Go outside and rage to the magpies or something. Yes, absolutely. Um, so said, When was the last time Upland nerfed treasure hunting? Well, it's it's been a continual process, the probably the last what eight months. Um, they've kept I forget the specifics of, because again, I'm not a treasure hunter myself, but I know the treasure hunting community has been up in the arms several times this year. So. Yeah, I
1: think he, he means you know they haven't made it any better, they just keep taking stuff away. Yeah, um, and that's precisely true. They have not given us anything good for treasure hunting in a very long time.
0: Yes. Hang on, you said I mean when was the last time it was buffed? What do you mean by buffed? Like polished, polished and made better. Yeah. Well, as as part of that chat that I had, I shared some videos and screenshots from way back in the day. Um yeah, if if you don't remember when t- treasure hunting first became available, of course it was only in San Francisco. There was hardly any properties minted, so you had to jump here, there, and all over the bloody place. Um, arrows didn't really help you a lot because every property was just miles away from er- every other property. But if you got the timer for a one of the treasure hunts that was coming, if I say you know the next exclusive hunt's going to be in four minutes or whatever it was. In that four minutes, you could jump to as many properties as you could all over San Francisco. And this is where the idea of a web first started to be developed. So four minutes ago, I would jump to every property I had in San Francisco. And back in those days, everywhere you landed, it would leave you a little tiny tail. So now we know that if, if, you le- if you're on a property and you leave that property, your tail leaves with you. But it, that never used to be the case. You used to leave a fraction of a tail there. So you could jump to 20, 30, 40 properties if you had them in the, in the day. You'd have a little tail there. Obviously, there's, there's a time length on that tail. Like if you landed and left too soon, well, your tail would have been very tiny and then it starts to disappear. So you had to kind of time it. You wanted to be there long enough to get a decent tail so it would hang there for a while, but not too long. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to jump to as many places. But that would allow you to get um, awesome triangulation for free. So the treasure goes live. You could click on any one of those properties that you still had a, a tail on, and you could see the treasure hunt hint from there. So And back then, there was no cooldown that uh, it was not uncommon in the early days to see the same person get every single treasure for six eight hours. you're talking hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of apex just getting gobbled up daily so, so That's yes. the time. well, yeah, <laughs> I mean this was super frustrating as somebody who was trying to hunt and it was just the same person over and over and over and over, yeah, because they had a good web and they were utilizing this pre-jump strategy to the best and yeah i shared a couple of um screenshots where that was back in the day when um i was going to say leban not LeBan, what's his name idan back in the day when idan was very active in the upland general chat and myself junjun Pinol, or however you say his name and a bunch of the other hunters and people were saying look this is what's happening this needs to get fixed. And he was responsive and he said, yeah, we're going to look in it. And eventually all that got changed. Um, Tails were removed. Um, Yeah. Cooldowns became a thing. So yeah. Upland has always made pretty big changes to treasure hunting. Of course, completely turning it off. That's That's a different level.
1: Yeah. And people have to remember that every change they've made has been a response to the community asking for help. And, you know, the the final story is that had to take it off the web to try to fix it.
0: Yeah.
2: So. Yeah. I mean. And if you if you look well, the, the the winners of the recent Trezor rushes in the cities, um, new names. <laughs> Not only SCP Cash and Highlander and uh, uh, JSL One. Um, some of the old ones, Marcus, um One One. Um, yeah, I think also. From my, in my opinion, um, it's not as bad to hunt on my mobile phone. It's a Pixel from Google, Pixel Six. Um, it's okay with the performance to do my standard treasures a day, um, but it was much easier to hunt on a twenty-seven-inch monitor. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
2: because uh, the the map is way bigger. Um, I can understand uh, if if you uh, look to the developer tools in the browser you can change everything you can manipulate this the uh, style sheets you can uh, change the colors of the uh, properties if you want to see uh, your own properties not in blue but in a pink or whatever uh, you can change it and uh, so it was no surprise for me that you can use it to manipulate this in a way to get easier to hunt let's see these uh, taco tools with the send fees um, um, they did some changes to the javascript which is used um, in the back uh, in the back end, the back end of your browser for uh, upland um, so it was only a matter of time to pull the plug of the web version of treasure hunting to get it done um, i read a few hours ago in the um, Discord from BAMTECH. Yep. Um, that in general, someone stated it will take time <laughs> to bring web hunting back. And um, we know soon in Upland is a bit of time. And uh, if they state it takes time to do something, I think um, it will definitely not come back this year. Um, yes. There will be um, more to do. Perhaps we get an app. For desktops, or what, what, whatever, um, to install. Um, if the the apps on iPhone and Android are programmed well, maybe they press a button and get me a Windows or a Mac
0: app. I don't know. Yeah, might be a New Year's present. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good point, Biller, man. Like, um, there are new names popping up, but I know people have been sharing some of the... Screenshots from treasure hunting, and there's still plenty of treasures getting gobbled up in 12 seconds, you know, 15 seconds, etc. So, there's still some pretty gun hunters out there. Now, if you're uh, if you have been mobile hunting this whole time and you're all about mobile hunting, well, you must be on the flip side, you must be loving it. So,
1: yeah, I mean, nobody said that everybody who was getting a fast treasure was cheating because we know that they're not. We know yeah. there are some really fast hunters out there who use phones to hunt. What I think what everybody was saying was there's a bigger percentage of cheaters who are winning the treasures fast than there are people. Yeah.
2: Um, I think it's not, not only the competitive treasures they look at. Um, if you program you a bot, which does standards all the day. You get Spark for free. You get a decent amount of Apex if you got a bit lucky. Um, yeah, take a look at Swarly. Yeah, does uh, 80 chests a day, I thought yep. he said. Um, you can get money out of it. And I think that's uh, another problem. The, the The app on the phone is uh, relatively closed. You can get much into it. Your yep. web browser, <laughs> you can't do anything with it. Automation bots. Yeah, but even if he says he's not using bots, a freaky man and his crew with the four-second snipes of some properties are not using bots because the last click to buy is uh, uh, at the big red button on the desk to push a button to do yeah, the, yeah. the the buy. Um, and yes, you can auto- automate every browser. I think every big um, development um, software group uses automated testing with browsers to their websites. So it's no problem to automate upland yes, and it's, it's no problem to try to hide your automation with uh, randomized delays and on seven points uh, to not do every click about exact every second which will be detected by upland Yep, and it's yes. said it's the wrong approach to deal with cheaters yeah i agree with it yeah but um there's no chance to 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 do it to, to Punish only them because it's
0: it's hard to um yeah, to get them tracked. Yeah, the few spoil it for the many, don't they? So yeah, yeah. We, we expect it'll be fixed eventually. Um, but again, this this there's so many smart people out there. Um, you know coders and you know even blockchain rippers and this that and the other thing. Um, that goes all the way back to the early days of treasure hunting as, w- as well. There was a very famous treasure hunter who I don't think he was ever officially accused, but it was definitely heavily speculated that there was some kind of automation system or something because this person was just gobbling up treasure rust of treasure in just mind-blowing times, even back then when there was, you know, it was a very rudimentary setup with how many properties were minted in San Francisco. So um, those kind of accusations, controversies have been around for years and years and years. So, Yes. All right. Well, th- thank you. Uh, in in Germany, right.
2: we say uh, a cat's und mouse spiel, a cat, a cat and mouse. Um, yeah. uh, just uh, someone develops, and then yes. someone has to react, and then another rea- another reaction, and um, yeah, it's like like dealing with hackers. Yes.
0: Well, well that's can't how we completely get
2: completely shut off. But you can do it as hard as possible.
0: That's that's often how we get technology to advance, like some of the yep. big jumps in tech. So, you know. Maybe we need those people to be white hackers and work for the good of the game, not to do, you know, their own exploitations. All right. And now that brings us on to what I kind of unashamedly pegged for the main topic for the show. And that is the global push that Summer Aquatics is doing. So I mentioned at the top, we're going global. What does that mean? Well, I've now secured properties for showrooms In 30 of Upland's main cities, Uh, there's a couple there, is it Luci and Doha or something? There's a couple there where the the prices are just astronomical and the property sizes are tiny, so they aren't doable. But aside from that, i got it all covered. Um, 12 of those showrooms are already built or are being built. And this morning, I put the final touches on a deal to get the other 18 built ASAP. Big shout out to Brabant, Swiss, and Swali, and Bocchio, who are assisting to bring my most recent brain fart to life. Um, So what does this mean? Well, this means that assuming all of the current and upcoming MetaVenture applications are approved, Samurai Aquatics will have a significant business foothold in. Arlington, Bakersfield, Berlin, Birmingham, Bronx, Brooklyn, Buenos Aires, Chicago, Cleveland, Dallas, Detroit, Fresno, Kansas, Las Vegas, London, Los Angeles, Manhattan, Nashville, New Orleans, Oakland, Porto, Queens, Rio, Rutherford, San Francisco, Santa Clara, Sao Paulo, Staten Island, and Tokyo. And of course, any cities that we get out to as well. Um, shout out also to some of the node managers who work with me uh, through the week, including this morning to get some of those showrooms situated in their nodes. Um, I actually, when I sat down the other night uh, to do this, I had a look at my inventory. And you know, I actually had suitable problem properties in nearly all of them. And the ones that I didn't have, last night I dropped 1.5 million UPEX to get all those secured away. 1 million UPEX of that was just to secure a property big enough for a small showroom in Rutherford. So thank you and congratulations on your sale, Mr. Alan C. So yes, um, showrooms in every city for Samurai Aquatics. Now, what does this actually mean for Samurai Aquatics? Well, what I'm hoping to do here, it's I'm basically taking a gamble. I've spent last week, I think I moaned about it in last week's chat, I spent 26 hours, I believe, last week moving map assets from the San Francisco showroom, uh, from the San Francisco factory to the various showrooms. Now, I i told, I told my partners in crime uh, the last time I let the factory get full of decor and it took me 30-something hours to clear it off, I swore I'll never let this happen again. Well, guess what? I let it happen again. I'm determined this time that I'm not going to let it happen again, so much so that... Previously, when I used to list items in the inventory for the factory to be produced, well, I'd just click, oh, yeah, 20 of these, 30 of these, 50 of that, and I'd just let it run wild for days and weeks. Well, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm looking at it on a day-by-day basis, so I can kind of get a gauge for what I put in there and how many, how much spark is in there is how much it's going to output for the day because if you don't know, it's very easy to put – items in the manufacturing queue in the factory to be manufactured but if you want to remove those items from the manufacturing queue you have to do that individually and i believe correct me if i'm wrong lily if you know i think it's three clicks you got to click on it are you sure yes or something so imagine doing that 300 times if you had too many in the list so yes i'm only putting i'm only putting Stuff in the factory to be manufactured that's going to be manufactured on that day. So hopefully, and you know, you know, obviously, if I get busy in real life, well, I can just turn the factory off. I'm not going to let it just run rampant anymore. So that's part of it. But why go samurai aquatics to every city? Well, we do know that transportation mechanics are a thing. Now, someone who was that? Was that you, LeBan? Somebody somebody shared a an image that they found that upland had put out where now i've been complaining about this with um halloween season i didn't put up any structure ornaments because moving crates yeah it was huh that was me yeah i didn't put up any crates because it's such a pain in the ass moving crates to all your different properties yada yada yada. well the band found a screenshot where and this is an official Upland one where it has a drone flying over the city with guess what's attached to it? A bloody crate. So ooh, that might be a little bit, bit of a sneak peeky into the future. Irregardless, we do know that transportation mechanics are going to be a thing. We have cargo vans. We have um, semi-trailer trucks. It is coming. We don't know when. Um, my guess is sometime next year. I'm gambling that it's going to be at least six months because in this six months I am going to manufacture and airdrop for free as many map assets as I can all over the Upland globe. So obviously if the transportation mechanics kick in tomorrow, well then, you know, I've kind of, I've busted because I'm going to have to pay to, ship fly all of these items from the san francisco factory to rio and tokyo and everywhere else but i reckon if i can get three four ideally six months well then i'll be able to airdrop for free assets into all the various showrooms as a bit of a kind of a not really a cheating but it's kind of a taking advantage of a small window of time to do that so yes that's my gamble i'm hoping hoping to get a window of opportunity there to get all the showrooms stocked up, ready to go. And of course, that'll mean when it comes to advertising, if we're doing sales and this, that, and the other thing, oh, I don't have to list what showrooms because there's a showroom, every bloody way. If you want to go to Samurai Aquatics, well, there's one in your city. So yes. Now I've mentioned too, that this may have implications for some of the other map asset UGC content creators. Well, why am I saying that? Well, because you know, that, there's a business opportunity there where if you're somebody who wants to get involved in map asset UGC content creation and you don't want to have showrooms here, there, and other all over the place, well, guess what I do. And we might be able to work out a deal where I can get some of those and list them in showrooms wherever, you know, obviously that's very early stages. Don't know how extensive that would be, but it is a potential avenue to explore there at some stage. So that's what, I've got going on. So yeah, I think between the, the London city expansion collection, that was 2.1 and a drop 1.5. Yeah. Um, and I've got a squirrel away 1 million for the giveaway at the end of the year. And I am trying to work a deal at the moment. Um, to, so I want somebody to buy a property in USD and then I'm going to buy it back in UPX. That's a 2.5 mil deal. So yeah, and not going to be a lot left in the coffers. So I've got to be a bit careful. I don't want to overcommit here. But yes, that's what we've got going on at Summer Aquatics, going global. Um, if you've got any questions about that, you can always hit me up in a DM or if you want to you know, touch base and explore the possibility of doing that kind of listing in showrooms all over the place, happy to at least start having some very early conversations about that as well. So that brings us on to the quips, questions, insights, provocations, and statements. I did have a couple of people um, DM a few through. There's a few posted in the NBA server. And, of course, a few more in the Google form link in the description. Um, Pretty easy to do if you send one through and we use it on the show. You're going to win yourself some kind of prize. No UPX this week, as I mentioned, because i got to make sure I don't leave myself short. So we got a couple of treasure hunting ones first up. This week, L underscore Slack on Discord says... I've got a little question for the show for you. Not only that, but it's something I can't seem to find the answer to. Here it is. I'm sure this has been covered before, but I can't find it. Are the spark rewards for standard treasure hunting different depending on the city? If so, does anyone know what those numbers are? For example, if you are treasure hunting in Detroit, what are the ranges of spark chests you can find there versus somewhere like London? Good question, Elslack, if you don't know the answer. I think that's a pretty easy one to answer, isn't it? Um, Off the top of my head, I believe tier 1s and tier 2 is 0.02, and any other tiers than that is 0.01 for a standard spark chest. Am I right there? I think
1: that used to be the case, Mm -hmm. but I think now in standard hunting, I think they're all 0.02. It only differs in competitive. Hmm. I think... Don't quote me on that.
0: But. Yeah, it definitely used to be the case where the lower tiers was a lower amount. Caesar says no, it stayed the same, meaning it's 0. 0.02 no matter which city you're in. Is that what you mean, Caesar?
2: No, Correct. I think uh, tier one and two is uh, 0. 0.02 and uh, tier three to five is 0. 0.01.
0: Yeah, that, that was my I don't. I, I, don't uh,
2: I don't think... Um... <laughs> In my hunting past in Bakersfield, <laughs> I get more than 0.01. Um, I don't think they change it. Oh, okay. I haven't
1: hunted standards in a lesser tier. I only ever do T1 for standards.
0: Yeah, I started my career in Bakersfield. <laughs> nice. Well, when you start in Bakersfield, there's only one direction you can go and that's up. So well done. Yes. Now I do <laughs> I I brought this up here. This is from way back in June, Spark Week. This isn't standards, but yeah, it kind of it shows that the at least for the Spark Week treasure hunt, that's that was always tiered there. Um even between tier one and tier two, tier three, they were all different. So yeah. We might have to follow you up on that one. I bet um I bet if Swally was in, he'd be able to answer it. But Yeah, we've got conflicting information there for you, L-Slack. Sorry about that. I'm sure maybe perhaps somebody on the YouTube comments can follow up or in the NBA server or tag me in Upland General or somewhere and we'll try and get that proper answer to you. So that was L-Slack's one. Sticking with the treasure hunting theme, Wolf Warner says, question for the show, if treasure hunting is being manipulated on the PC browser side of things, which we just talked at length about, Oh, interesting. Then could this new update affect racing also? You do have the option to race on PC or mobile. Is it po- possible to manipulate a browser to give PC races an edge? He says, I know you're not a computer scientist, but neither am I. Interesting question. So, Bueller, man, you got a take on that? Do you think um, some of the things you talked about, uh, the manipulations that, could, that were, you know, potentially being done for treasure hunting, could that transfer uh, over to racing
2: uh, i would say maybe <laughs> I, I don't look uh, in the developer tools uh, when i do my url races in the pro series um i mm. think um in the early racing days where the uh, way can only watch and let the pc decide what what place you will get in the race yep. um they could see if you started the race Uh, your PC already gets delivered the standings at the end. So you just watch the replay. Yeah. But yet, uh, now with the competitive changes, lane switching, and so on, I don't know. I did not take a look at match. But maybe it's possible. It's uh, just a question of how open they use the programming language. If it's uh, JavaScript or something like this on the browser side.
0: Maybe. Maybe, yeah, especially with the, you know, the, now that um, gambling has become a thing with racing, um, I do know from pay, playing racing games on mobile back in the day, there was people that, and most racing games had some kind of nitro boost system. There was people that had jailbroken phones that hacked that and they just had unlimited nitro boost. So something like that would completely change the game. But that that would have to be pretty obvious if they started doing that. Oh boy! Yeah, That's... but I,
2: I, I hope, I hope Upland, uh has some sort of uh, server side mechanics uh, to disallow more than three boosts a race. Uh, didn't, I didn't see it uh, in, in one of my last races that someone used more than three boosts. Yeah. Um. So I think if you push the button, uh, there's always a delay before the boost uh, gets in. Yeah. Maybe they communicate with the server side of the racing to check if you if you have a boost yeah there's also
0: there's also a bit of a delay when you change lanes too isn't there i wonder we've got now we we've got taco tools as like an overlay for treasure hunting imagine like we know there's a there's a prime line that you can race on and some people do multiple runs to try and get a feel for what's the fastest line through imagine if there was some kind of overlay on the racing that showed you the exact prime line yeah,
2: to say. That, uh, this is uh, the, the question of the programming language of the racing. Yeah. Um, there, there is a prime line for every race, uh, just Arc, BM, MVH, R mm. Arshak, YZ, and so on. Uh, they know these lanes because they are excessively trained before every URL race. Yes. Um, yeah. Maybe you can do an overlay or an overlay which counts how much boost the others used uh, to get you one in the pocket for the last round or something like this maybe maybe don't know if you if you put enough effort in it you maybe you will find something to do with it yes Then we are back with the cat and the mouse (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) very good question wolf owner um yeah well
2: he's one of the racers too so uh Mm. um, i i understand we will see if uh, Matsuda and co don't uh, don't win any races in the future. Maybe we have the proof that something is wrong.
0: Red flag, <laughs> absolutely. All right, and we've got one last one for this week. Um, now I, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation on this, but I believe it's Woy Nasa. Woy Nasa um, says currently city releases are a free for all with the excitement over and done with quickly. A suggestion, hopefully, to be considered with a how can we rather than why we can't mindset, could we extend the lost block explorer concept to city releases rather than vanilla releases? So I think he's talking about that San Francisco block explorer deal with the forgotten properties. Different block explorers could be created prior to the release for each collection. The properties could be selected rather than unassigned to a BE, possibly even also different BEs for number of mints, e.g. single property mint or full collection mint, BEs could be bought, auctioned or won in competitions or gifted to badge holders, etc. in the lead up to the release. Secondary sales over this time as well. Each user could only use one of each collection BE in the first three hours. Non-collection properties FSA would remain free for all without a BE required. Unminted collection properties could be enabled for minting by BE holders at some time post-release, say in a week, to allow secondary market sales. What do you think? Higher engagement in events in the lead up and post city releases. So it's essentially using that that, um, pass system like we have with totems and stock cars and whatnot, using that for city release collections. What do you guys think about that? Horrible idea. Good idea. (laughs) Um, I do know there was a bit of a chit-chat back and forth between War Nasa and Angry Ursia in the NBA server all about this. Um, I actually shared as part of that, talking about going back in time, back in history. I had this brain fart. Let me see when this was. So this was in... When was that? The 9th of March, 2021. I said collection release packs. I believe this was in um, the the old feedback channel we used to have. I have 5 million UPX to spend during the upcoming Brooklyn release. I'm only after one property out of about six in my range to choose from. I believe that was Dumbo. Due to the time zone difference, however, there's a very real possibility that I might miss out entirely. Has anyone thought, has any thought been put into offering collection release packs? that could be ordered prior to official release. These could be set up for various individual or model collections to suit a range of budgets. It would help negate the huge unfairness of time zones and reduce the massive spike in server demand. So remember, that's back in the day. The Brooklyn Burn was just a classic It's a classic um, disaster. So much so that the the Nasty Hooks put, I believe it was two really awesome, funny, parody kind of songs out there. So make sure you check them out. So yeah, this idea... Has been floated about, talked about for a very long time, but we do see now that Upland has this kind of system in place. I don't know. I'd definitely be into that if if I could if I could secure a block explorer that would that would guarantee me a collection in a specific budget that I chose. That'd be freaking awesome. I'd love it. Although, of course, yeah, i would still have to... way. Yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you got to be so KYC.
2: Oh, it's a problem. The, the, the problem with San Francisco, okay. Yeah. Um, I think they enabled the properties manually with <laughs> yeah. uh, long uh, lockout times uh, to free for all to mint. I think they need to do KYC for every sale. Yes, and this is like a prayer from everyone at every sale, where you see every time the same people saying, "Hey, I got ten race car passes," yes. um, <laughs> um, and uh, an hour before uh, complaining about only got uh, position one hundred and uh, blah 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 uh, to to get it.
0: <laughs> yes, I
2: think there's that there must be done something against it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's a very good it's a good point to re raise now that that kind of system's in place. But yeah, what Billam said there, absolutely, I'm on board with that. Bringing KYC, and for the love of the gods, please put a at least a twelve hour gap between the end of the you know the registration period and the start of the sale, please. So yeah. So good question. So thank you for that, Elslack, Wolf Warner and So You've each won yourselves either a Samurai Aquatics Love Heart Jacuzzi straight off the Samurai Aquatics factory or you can pick a Christmas spiral colour of your choice. I'll be in touch to see which one you want and, of course, to arrange delivery for those. Now, we've got some... Web three articles to touch on just briefly because um we've had a good chat. So we are running a little bit long on time. So I always I'm gonna race through these. Well, yeah, this is gonna be hold on to your butts, we're definitely gonna race through these. So this is interesting. Now I've been talking about uh Meta and the whole metaverse thing. every bloody article that you read or see or hear about meta is they've they've just completely done their ass. they're lost billions. Well, what do you know? This headline is meta's meteoric rise Wall Street enthusiasts rally behind Facebook's Metaverse Push. No, I don't want skinny pills um as shares surge so, according to a Bloomberg report, this surge comes on the heels of a historic two hundred and fifty one billion dollar crash in February making it the largest one-day stock wipeout in history. Well, apparently it's it's turned around. Meta Platforms, Inc., the parent company of Facebook, has experienced an unprecedented rally with its shares nearly quadrupling since the lows of November last year. So, yes, it's on the rise. Now, we did talk about um, cryptos having a good little pump, so maybe it's all part of a wider market sentiment or maybe we're all getting dead cat -cat bounced and we're all going to be smashed to oblivion. So that's that. This next one is very interesting. YouTube will soon require creators to disclose if their video was created with AI. So there you go. We talked about this, this kind of AI systems and the 3D scanning tools as part of UGC um, creation. Well, here's YouTube going at it for videos. Now, I don't know about you, but I follow a bunch of accounts that use I do it myself. AI is used for a whole bunch of people who put shorts out. Like you just put it a long form video and the thing goes beep, bop, beep, bop, and it spits out shorts for you. It's already, you know, it's already got the text in there. Um, I mean, seems interesting. So what does it say? YouTube is set to introduce new rules and labels that will require creators on its platform to disclose whether or not they used AI to create content. So in the coming once, yeah, that's re- repeating the same thing. It says they have to disclose if AI tools were used to create altered or synthetic content that is realistic. One of the labels YouTube's plans to roll out include one in the description of a video. As you can see in the image below, the label provides a disclaimer that the applic- applicable video has altered or synthetic content. O'Connor and Moxley mentioned that an additional label will be created for content that covers sensitive topics. So I guess this is more in line with the whole deepfake thing that um, we were discussing. So interesting change of events. Now, this is another one we mentioned at the stop. We're talking about um, copyright infringement. Well, look at this. Mutant ape NFT creator pleads guilty to $3 million wire fraud. So this bloke's collection was a direct ripoff of Labs' mutinate yacht club project um he faces five years in prison but must pay compensation of 1.4 million dollars so yeah be very very careful out there you can't just take someone else's work and replicate it or you know do that kind of stuff uh next one blockchain crypto news is Bitcoin in a new bullish cycle where well, we've just touched on a few things that kind of suggest that it potentially might be. Let's see what this is. Bitcoin seemed to have entered a new bullish cycle since the world's largest fund manager BlackRock filed for a spot Bitcoin ETF in mid-June, uh, up 50% from June to 37,000. Yep. We covered that at the start uh, spot. Yeah. Swiley was talking about this too. So, I don't know. I still think I'm still playing pretty cautiously with the old Bitcoin, but some of the shitty coins, I wouldn't mind pulling out some profits there myself. And the last one is a big one that's um, more cheese is all in on this. And her and I covered this project extensively back on the old wine and cheese show. So if you're into MMOX, um, metaverse like MMO, Avalon aims to redefine what's possible in online games I am not a gamer by any stretch of the imagination but the graphics on this looks incredible um, if you haven't seen it and you are into games uh, definitely check it out and yeah, go back and look at some of those old uh, videos, interviews long form interviews we did with the one of the creators there um, really awesome, interesting stuff That's got going on with Avalon. Although I'm sure if you could reach out to people in the community, that'd help you along as well. Now I've got to get out there. So what does that bring us up to? Uh, Meet Sudiverse News. I'm just going to run through that. I'm not going to bring it up. Um, There will be a link in the description if you do want to check it out. Uh, There is a company called Humane has brought out an AI wearable pin that you can wear that's attached to Chat GPT. Um, this is from the Australian News. Current price is at $1,095, which is quite hefty. Um, but yeah, I'm I didn't quite look into that myself, but it does seem very interesting. Um, the New Zealand news, what was that? Uh, some locals, they're they're pub was going to get shut down in their small town, so all the locals got together to buy it out. Um, Why did I bring that up? Well, there's there's always been talk about that kind of situation in Upland, believe it or not. Um, If you're aware of Alamo Square, that was one of the very earliest neighbourhood development projects, if not the first neighbourhood development project that was out there. Um, There is a big, massive... Park in the middle of that, that remains unminted. And there was talk back in the day that if that was to come available, everybody would pull their funds and try and gobble that up. There is also a big massive uh, property on the far left, top left side of Midtown terrace. We've had similar discussions there about that. Should that become available? So there is, believe it or not, some metaverse precedent for something like that as well. And the Japanese news one, that was quite depressing, actually. That's just the Philippines um, joining with Japan and a whole bunch of other countries to do military drills as part of what's going on in the South China Sea. Blah, blah, blah. That was kind of the last bit of depressing reality. And I was just going to race through some Midtown terrorist news. Um, I don't know if you've seen, I did put the tweet out for this. So finally, at long last, after many, many months, It took a request to support to say, hey, what's going on with me bloody speedway? What do you know? We do have now Midtown Terrace 100 is now live and available to race on in the app. So go and check that out. Um, Go and have a drive around Midtown Terrace. At the moment, it looks like the junkyard terrace as I've just got absolutely chock-a-block full of outdoor decor map assets. As I said earlier, taking advantage of being able to move stuff, airdrop stuff for free. Absolutely. I'm all in on that. So that was one bit of Midtown Terrace news. And another one was that I happened to notice that, what do you know, Midtown Terrace is also featured on the Upland homepage. And look at that. back. That was back when you could put your structure ornaments on without those bloody annoying crates. Um, So that was kind of cool to see um mve news i've actually got some mve news this week uh last weekend he's in the chats here tonight uh, last weekend i got to chat with caesar who is approaching the beginning of his third year in the upland metaverse after a couple of false starts he found the upland discord community and became heavily engaged in it and in many of the opportunities that abound within and extending from it if you listen to this show you know all about that um it was a great chat with him although he was pretty tight-lipped on a few things which was interesting He's, um, well, he's very engaged in with the Hyde Park Ninjas. We covered all that. We talked about his treasure hunting, his current and future goals, and some short and long-term predictions and expectations for Upland. So if you didn't check that one out, go on over. That's part of the Metaverse and Beyond series. I do have another really awesome interview potentially booked for this weekend, which I'm very much looking forward to. should be a bit of fun bit of a hint on who that might be is as follows it's time and no it's not who immediately comes to mind when you hear that if you know what that's all about at least not this weekend so having that comes to fruition keep your eyes and ears out for that one and just as we're starting to wrap up Time to give away some stuff. Last week's challenge for the MBA contest was to let us know how you fared in the surprise London expansion. And of course, if you skipped this, letting us know why you did so. And that was going to get you an entry into the mix for the role this week. Now, I did last week, I did say it was going to be you're going to win a heart, love heart jacuzzi and 10,000 UPX. Of course, I will honor that 10,000 UPX pledge that carries on from last week. I'll honor that. But, um, oh, and LeBan said this Thursday is my third year anniversary as well. Oh, congratulations. Good stuff. Now, Wheel of Names. I forgot to get that ready. So while that's getting ready, that's for last week's challenge. I shall inform you about this week's challenge. So where is it? This week's challenge in the contest channel, again, in the NBA server. Let us know. What types of Christmas-themed community events, challenges and competitions, et cetera, you'd like Upland to come up with this holiday season? Now, of course, it might be a bit too late to get that feedback to them for some really massive events, but they do like doing little flash challenges and that. So maybe an idea for a, a fun little flash challenge that they could put up at some stage. And don't forget, if you put something up, you know, what kind of rewards would you like to see for that as well? And again, if you get an entry in for that, your name will roll on the list for entrants for a chance to win UPX or Summer Aquatics map assets or maybe both or maybe only one, depending on how my sales go through the week, of course. Let's see. Wheel of Names, yes, it is working. All right, so this was for last week's challenge, which was all about the London City release. Da, 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 da. So, this is going to be for a Love Heart Jacuzzi N10000 UPEX. Ah, new person in there. Sabot. Sabot07. All right. I'll have to follow up with you. Um, there was somebody who won an item last week and I couldn't find it, but they managed to find me and DM me for that one. So, might be another case of that there with that one. I have to wait and see. So, yes, just a reminder, this week's challenge, let us know some kind of Christmas-themed event challenge or competition you'd like Upland to do this holiday season. Get that entry into the MVA server in the contest channel. That brings us up. Oh, I should have left the wheel up. That brings us to the live participants giveaway. Now, I'll zoink everybody out of there. Laban. Laban's in. I'm not going to try and write Caesar. I'll just put that Caesar so Ness, uh, Lily, Bueller, man. Who did I miss? I didn't like Lily there. Let me just jump out of there make sure I didn't miss anybody. Band Bueller, So Ness. Now, I think we got that covered. All right. Now, what did I put this down for? So, oh, you're going to, you're going to win either a Samurai Aquatics, Love Heart Jacuzzi or same deal as I said before. You could, um, You can pick a Christmas spiral color of your choice. Up to you. All right. Let's see who's going to win. do 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 -do -do. missed it. Caesar or sir? It's a borderline. I think sir might have it. Ooh, Caesar's got it. Caesar, you're there. Maybe you can tell me now. What would you like? Would you like another Love Heart Jacuzzi or do you want a um, Christmas spiral? What's your color preference? Boom, a tree. What color, mate? There is green, red, blue, white, or black. I like the blue or the black personally. Yeah, the blue looks amazing. Blue spiral. I'll just note that down. All right. That's all I've got. A reminder that... If you are in a time zone that fits in with the Wednesday night recording schedule starting at 7.30 p.m. AEST and you'd like to get involved, the link to the weekly Zoom is dropped in the NBA server about 15 minutes before the show kicks off. And don't forget that if you have an Upland NFT or Metaverse product service or event to promote, or you just want to have a chat about Web3 and Upland and the Metaverse like we did with Caesar, um, opportunities are always available to do so on this podcast or the Metaverse and Beyond podcast. Recording time schedule for that one is very flexible I can pretty much work around just about anything all you got to do is send me a dm on discord or drop a comment in the youtubes to discuss and secure your spots we did race that through in the end and we finished up nice and early anything else anybody else wants to get out there i keep saying if you've got something to promote go for it lily you've got plenty of items out there are you still there or did you bounce no, I'm still put, here. I went over to your showroom and I spent a couple of hundred thousand gobbling up a few things there. Where, where can people go if they want to gobble some stuff up?
1: Oh, you want me to think of the address right now?
0: Yeah. <laughs> you don't know it off the top of your head?
1: No, I don't know it off the top of my head. Oh, it's, um, uh, let me let me look, let me look. It's at... 2756 Waverly Drive, Los Angeles. And go. I have a whole like five products. The six is hung up in the wrong factory. Still? Oh. Yeah, still two weeks. Two weeks in the wrong factory. Oh, this is the second item. The first one got resolved. This is the mm-hmm. second item that got delivered to the wrong factory.
0: <laughs> now, didn't I? I did have a look when I was over there gobbling them up. Did you? you've got your factories listed like factory number one factory number two so you would think it was not that hard to, for them to yeah, work it out the,
1: the ABCD yeah
0: <laughs> yes mm.
1: so I still have 18 items in the queue and the, it's growing
0: <laughs> yes well I gobbled up some I gobbled up some stands some seating racing stands and some witch's hats what else have you got available at the moment over there
1: uh, well, the chairs don't get released until I can mint all 50 of a colour. So oh, nice. once I've got the 50 of the colour, I'll do a sale and release the whole colour. Mm. But, um, yeah, I don't want to sell them piecemeal because somebody will get everything and I'd rather, you know, because they're not too
0: expensive. So I'd rather people have a chance. <laughs> somebody like bloody Nubix will sit there and gobble them all up and completely dominate the secondary. Shout out to Nubs. Yes. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, that's okay. There was like secondary market on like day three or four of me opening the the shop. So I was like, Oh flattered. Nice. <laughs> well
0: that's good. And so. um
1: Ace has been selling stuff in London as well. So
0: Yeah, cool. Very good. So make sure you go and check that out as well. And what's the band said in chat? Totems, five days left. Yeah, I expect normally we get news. What is it? Normally we get it Friday morning, our time. That's often when they they do some big news. So wait and see. It'll be sooner rather than later, that's for sure. All right, on that one, have a great week, everybody. And yeah, have fun out in the metaverse. Later. This entertainment production is brought to you today by the Samurai Aquatics and Decor Metaventure, one of the premier and original destinations for Upland UGC map assets in the Upland Metaverse. Samurai Aquatics is thrilled to offer an introductory price on selective items for a limited time only this November and December. First up, glide into the festive spirit with the magnificent Samurai Soleil, Normally priced at 34,000 UPX, this season's must-have flex piece is available to you for just 29,000 UPX or 25 USD. And for those of you out there looking to add a touch of romantic style to your upland spaces, the Love Heart Jacuzzi is making a splash. Regularly $15. It can be yours for the introductory price of only 12 USD. This is a USD-only item and is the perfect asset for you to pretend to warm up those chilly Upland evenings all by yourself or with your special someone or someone. Zulala. La. And lastly, don't miss the full set of Five Christmas Spirals, a colourful addition to any of your structures or blue pixels in the Upland Metaverse. Now at an exceptionally value of 90000 upx Upex or 75 USD, down from the regular price of 126,000 UPX or 126 dollars. To reserve your set of Christmas spirals, you have to send a direct message to me, Ben68, on Discord. Sale is on now at 30 Acre just away in Midtown Terrace, San Francisco, and will expand to our other showrooms in the coming weeks. Remember, these exceptional deals are only available in November and December. Sorry, dear one. Shitsurei Tashimas.